With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to get the latest on the Utah Jazz with our insider Tony Jones of The Athletic on The Bill Riley Show. From breaking down games to injury updates, your best insight on the Utah Jazz and the NBA is right here. Now here's Bill Riley with our Jazz insider and Georgetown's number one fan, Tony Jones, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. All right, Friday, Bill Riley Show continues on here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Uh, we're a few hours away from uh, free agency officially beginning, though. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's been going on for weeks, if not months. Uh, the Jazz have been active this week, no doubt about it. The Collins deal earlier this week, and then, of course, the opt-ins from Jordan Clarkson and THT and fully guaranteeing Kelly Olynyk's deal, so... The roster's pretty loaded now, but that doesn't mean there couldn't be movement, either free agency or trade stuff coming up. So thought we'd dive into some of this stuff and talk about it with our good buddy, Jazz and really NBA insider with the athletic Tony Jones, who comes by on a, on a Friday, kind of a little free agency primer and kind of getting through all the stuff that's gone on this week. It's for, for a week that free agency wasn't supposed to begin until Friday and after the draft, it's been a busy week in Jazzland, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but this is the time of year, right? Like, uh, it's it, it just kind of, you know, once, you know, we get to a couple of weeks before the draft, you know, things really start to ramp up. And then the week after the draft, things are really crazy. And then, uh, obviously, free agent, uh, free agency week, uh, which, you know, promises to be to be really busy. So, you know, I think for the next two or three weeks, you know, the NBA is kind of going to be sp- spinning on its heels, and then it's going to be nothing after that. So, you know, definitely, you know, kind of a sprint to, you know, the last week of July, uh, and it should be fun to really chronicle to see how the league changes around us. So let, let's start with this. I haven't talked to you on air since the Collins deal came down on Monday. It was a day where we were supposed to meet the draft picks, and we did, but not till after the Collins deal had come out and, and I talked to your colleague, Jeff Schultz, you guys worked on uh, kind of a couple of pieces up at the athletic and I got the kind of the, the Atlanta side of things, but I haven't talked to you about it. You know, John Collins and the jazz have been linked in rumors for about a season now, trade deadline, off season, stuff like that. But now that this deal's done and the ink will be dry in a week or so, um, do you like the Collins fit and uh, thoughts on the Collins deal and, and how, if at all, it makes the jazz better? Um, I, I love the fit. Um, I, I, I love the concept that it gives Utah's front court and, you know, for sure it makes them a better team. Uh, you know, it, it, it gives them, you know, one of the more, not even one of the more, but one of the most athletic front courts in the league. And, you know, Lowry Market and John Collins and, and, and Walker Kessler, um, I like that it pushes Kelly Olenek to the bench because Kelly Olenek as a fourth big uh, is really, um, uh, you know, is really advantageous to the Jazz. 
Um, and then, you know, looking at, um, looking at the versatility and the size uh, and the length uh, of the front court, I, I do worry that there's not, a, there's not enough self-creation among the three, um, you know, among, you know, Kessler and, and, and marketing and Collins. Um, but, but I do think that, you know, other than that, you know, the shooting, uh, the length, the athleticism, uh, the ability to get out and, and get stuff done in transition. Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why I think that the Jazz, you know, could really use uh, a creator at point guard. Um, but, you know, for a myriad of reasons, I think uh, this, this has a chance to be one of the better front courts in the league. Jeff Schultz said, and he's covered him, he likes John Collins. John Collins, by all account, a good dude. He almost chalked it up to the fact that he's like, hey, this guy has been in trade rumors and he was uncertain about his future for about the last two years for whatever reason. Schultz thinks a change of venue to a good franchise could get him back to perhaps being a 20-10 and 10 guy. Now, I don't know about that, Tony, but I said on the show the other day, if the Jazz got 16-8 and eight and he was, say, a 37 38% three-point shooter, which he's been in his career, to me that would be a win. Yeah, that's going to be a win. The thing that I like about what, you know, the Jazz getting John Collins, you know, it's going to be different than Atlanta. Atlanta, by the end, you know, he was just kind of playing out of a corner. You know, maybe he's getting the occasional lob. Uh, maybe he's getting the occasional spot up. But this is, that was basically a heliocentric Trey Young offense uh, with a little bit of scraps left over for DeJounte Murray. Um, in, you know, and John Collins and, and DeAndre Hunter, both of those guys, uh, were really underutilized, you know, by the, by the end of last season, you know, so you put John Collins with the jazz and you're going to see, you know, John Collins, uh, earlier in his career in terms of, you know, how he's used, he's going to get, you know, he's going to be used on the move a little, a lot more. Uh, you're going to see him in a lot more pick and rolls. Um, you know, you can do a lot of pick and rolls with, you know, or pick and pops with Larry Marketing on one side of the floor. And then you can do a lot of pick and rolls or pick and pops with Collins on the other side of the floor. I think that you're going to see more straight isolations with Collins. I think that you're going to see Collins put more in a position to, to where he can use um, his offensive skill set you know, off the dribble and in the mid-range, and yes, even above the three-point line, um, I, I just think that you're going to see him utilized a lot more. So, it, it you know, it kind of doesn't matter whether he's going to get to 20 and 10 or not. Um, I think the, the, the big point is that he's just going to be used a lot more, and he's going to be uh, used in a, dynamic, in a dynamic way a lot more. One of the reasons why the Jazz really liked John Collins was because, you know, he, he averaged – something like, you know, 1.5 points per possession off of pick and roll or pick and pops. You know, so you know that uh, you put them in pick and rolls, you know, that, that you're going to get something good. So, you know, you can use them at the, the, the four or you can use them at, at, at center. Um, you know, you could, there's just a lot of stuff that you can do with him uh, that you can also do on the other side of the floor with Lowry Marketing. So, you know, the Jazz are just envisioning, you know, the, they're envisioning a lot of the stuff that they did with marketing that they could do with Collins. And at the same time, in the same offense, 
in some of the even in some of the same possessions. Tony Jones with us from the Athletic. He, of course, you can find his stuff at theathletic.com. So free agency. A couple of other things real quick. Um, you know, no real surprise THT opted in. $12 million is $12 million. Fully guaranteeing Kelly Olenek. Not really a surprise either. He is a guy that can do a lot of things for the Jazz. They like him a lot. Good locker room guy. Could be a mentor, too, to the young guys. The Jordan Clarkson thing. You know, I, I, you know, had been thinking for months, Jordan's going to opt out, see what the market holds, and then maybe resign with the Jazz. But I, I was, you know, over the last couple of days, there was more and more smoke coming that he might opt back in with the Utah Jazz. Were you surprised he didn't opt out, or was that your expectation he'd opt in? I was surprised that he opted in, um, you know, just because I, you know, I thought that uh, he would at least, you know, opt out and, and, and like you said, see what the market is. But if you look at the, the landscape, there really wasn't much of a market. Um, you know, the, the teams that that have a lot of money uh, are teams that, you know, just aren't in position to, uh, to really be that successful. Um, you know, I think uh, that with Collins, um, I think the Jazz are in a position to – uh, possibly be a playoff team uh, next season. Uh, uh, they can absolutely be a play-in team next season. You know, so if, you know, the Jazz can still trade Clarkson. You know, they can, you know, they can take the 14 million uh, or they can take or, or they can extend him and trade him uh, that way. Um, you know, so it's it's not a slam dunk. Uh, that he's that he's back, um, but if he is back, it makes a lot of sense for him uh, to you know, a you know, go ahead make fourteen million dollars, uh, see if he can be you know a number one or two score on a playoff on a playoff team. You know, he averaged twenty points, four assists, four rebounds a game. He had a really strong season. Uh, let's see if he can have another really strong season. And, you know, see, you know, what the market looks like uh, in a year from now. You know, the new collective bargaining agreement has just kind of changed uh, a lot around us on the fly. You know, you saw it, um, you're seeing it with, you know, a lot of the transactions that are going on today. You know, somebody like Harrison Barnes, you know, could have got, gotten to the market, doesn't get to the market, resigns uh, with, with the Sacramento Kings. You know, somebody like uh, James Harden, you know, he opts into $35 million uh, in the Philadelphia 76ers are going to try to to find a trade for him. You know, so I think you're seeing a lot of opt-ins. You're seeing a lot of guys um, that are taking the last year of their contracts uh, and just going ahead and making making the guaranteed money and just kind of seeing where, where the market is a year from now. All right, Tony, this is where the Jazz fans are starting to get excited. Free agency starts this afternoon. The Jazz could possibly be a trade team, too. I was asking Gordy this yesterday, too. I said, Gordy, you're, you're looking at this from, from a local perspective. Are the Jazz more likely to, to land a name in free agency or more likely to, to, to try and swing a trade? Gordy thought they'd be a trade team. He just doesn't like the market that's out there in free agency for what the Jazz needs are. Do you feel the same way? Or where where are you at with the Jazz free agency landing versus maybe swinging a trade this this week or two? Yeah, I think uh, Coach is right. Uh, I think that the Jazz are are you know definitively a trade team right now. They have sixteen contracts 
Um, you know, and three of those contracts are either partially guaranteed or non-guaranteed, but they really like Lucas Amanish. They really like Chris Dunn. Um, you know, so you can kind of do the math there. Uh, you know, they have, so, if, you know, let's say they go into camp with, you know, 15 guys. Um, let's say they go into camp with 15 guys. I, I count 11 of them that are rotational. So, you know, it's a, it's a deep roster, and I think it's a roster that, you know, uh, Will Hardy is going to have to make some decisions. Or they can, you know, consolidate and, 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 and make a trade. Or, you know, they can potentially trade Clarkson. Uh, or they can, they can potentially, you know, make a deal if, you know, there's a major uh, player that, that, you know, comes on the market that we didn't anticipate comes on the market. The Jazz have $43 million in expiring contracts. So if they're in a position to where if, um, you know, somebody shakes free um, that they're saying, okay, this is somebody that we that's really worth making a consolidation trade for, uh, they can go out and they have the assets to go out and get that done um, quickly. But I think it's going to take, you know, you know, two, three, four, five days uh, of free agency for that to make clear. I don't know that the Jazz are just going to go out and out and out sign somebody into their space. They, you know, they have uh, about $11 million in space, you know, so they can go and sign somebody for sure. Um, but I don't know that they're going to use the space just because, you know, right now they have 16 contracts. So um, we'll see what happens. But I, I think that it's more likely right now uh, that they're a trade team than, than a team that's going to use space to, to out and out sign somebody. Are they a right away trade team or is Danny going to sit back and see what happens over the first three, four, maybe five days this weekend, early next week, and then kind of make a move then? Yeah, I, I think that you know the latter is probably more, um, uh, probably more realistic. I think that you know, kind of you know, waiting to see you know that that initial smoke clear in terms of free agency and seeing uh, what happens, and then you know, seeing if you know there's somebody that's that's worth trading for, um, and if there is, then the Jazz are you know well positioned to. Uh, to kind of jump and try to make a move at that. And if not, and I think that the Jazz are, are, you know, pretty satisfied with rolling with what they have. So, you know, I think that, you know, they, they like the depth of their roster. I think they like the talent of their roster. I think that they like um, um, the fact that um, a lot of this roster is coming back and, and, and has a chance to be with Will Hardy for uh, a second a second year. Um and you know, and I think that they like you know just kind of uh, the 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 length and athleticism overall collectively of the roster as well. So you know, it'll be interesting to to, to see what happens. Um, but if they you know uh, keep this roster as is, it'll definitely be interesting. To, to I would love to be a fly on the wall in training camp because they're going to be a lot of position battles. If they keep it as is, and, and I, I'm with you, I like most of this. The point guard spot, though, sticks out to me. Can they do it by committee and maybe wait till the trade deadline midseason? I'm just curious your thoughts at the point guard spot. Sexton, THT, Chris Dunn. I'm with you. I like Chris Dunn, but I, I don't think you're, you're at this point in time you want Chris Dunn to be a 32, 33-minute-a-night guy, do you? 
I mean, he's 29 years old, and, you know, I think that there's a non-zero chance that, you know, Utah's starting point guard is currently a fully non-guaranteed guy. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'll put it to you like this. If this roster stays as is, you know, that means, you know, I would say, you know, uh, Lowry Market is definitely uh, a starter. I think, you know, um, Walker Kessler is definitely a starter. I, I would say that John Collins has the inside track to a starting job. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, outside of that, I think that, you know, the backcourt is wide open. And, you know, the other thing that I think that, that I think is, you know, if this roster stays exactly as is, I mean, Chris Dunn is probably uh, the skill set that's needed most at the point guard spot. Um, so, I mean, you can start him, you know, whether you play him 25 minutes a night or 26 or 32 or whatever, um, you know, he's he's the, the guy that, that distributes and he's the guy, um, you know, that defends and, and has, you know, length and athleticism. Um, and, you know, maybe he's not an ideal point guard, but, you know, he's he's the one that's got this the skill set that's probably most needed at the point guard position at this point. Uh, you can read his stuff at The Athletic and TheAthletic.com. He's, of course, Tony Jones. Uh, he'll be covering what's going on with free agency uh, through the summer. And I'm assuming you're heading to, uh, obviously, here in town with Summer League, but I'm assuming you're going to be in Vegas too, right? Yes, absolutely. So full coverage of Summer League as well. And if you have not subscribed, I, I got to get to your editors, by the way. I might be the only guy in America that's paid full price for the athletic for like five years. I'm looking on these lines like people are getting it for a dollar a month now. That does not make me feel good, Tony, about paying full boat when everybody else is getting it for a dollar. Can I? Can you give me the name of your editor so I can take it up with him? You can take it up with Rob Peterson. <laughs> take it to the New York Times. You can take it up with the New York Times as well. Also. I'm worth full full subscription money. It is see that's the, that see that's the part of it because I feel good about funding your daughter's cheerleading camps full boat. I feel good about doing that, helping your daughter you know eat eat well while she's going to school in the Baltimore area. So I feel like I'm taking care of Tony's family, especially his daughters who are a drain on his bank account by paying full price for the athletic. It's worth it. Trust me, it's worth it. Can you tell my daughter's cheerleading team to maybe start cheering at noon instead of 7 a.m.? Hey, that's what happens. You've never heard of cheer dads. You've heard a lot about cheer moms. Tony Jones is a cheer dad and proudly wears that title, don't you? Just not at 645. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Tone, thanks. Um, Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. No problem. Have a good one. You too. That's the great Tony Jones with us here on the Bill Riley Show today. More ahead right here on ESPN 700. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.